We have marked out the Advent path with candle flames, and today we celebrate Jesus' birth by lighting all four of the Advent candles and the Christmas candle at the center. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph. And the child lying in the manger. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We come then to this part of um, our celebration of the birth of our Savior, where in just a moment we'll light candles and sing Silent Night and leave in silence till we're well out into the lobby. So let's just frame this up just a bit, you know, because tonight, tonight, here on Christmas Eve, all around our city and all around, you know, Europe, North America, Christendom, Western modern world, people will celebrate Christmas and not fully embrace the whole truth of it or the significance of it. They'll just consider it a nice, fun opportunity, a chance to party hardy and, you know, do all their fun and the celebrities then, you know, will get on television. They'll parade around. They'll sing songs. Sometimes there'll be songs of faith. They'll do Christmas carols. And, you know, it'll be about angels and mangers and harking and things like that. But, but let's face it. The celebrities and all the media will do all of this because of power and ultimately because there's dollars involved in advertising. But the best Christmas, everyone is right here, right now, just us. And people like us, people of faith, followers of Jesus all over the planet, in every time zone, gathering in small huddles and celebrating just the way we're doing now. They'll gather around little unglittering, naked flames of candle, and they'll sing a simple tune about a silent night and a holy night, and the Son of God loves pure light, Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. And they'll sing it with all their heart and look at their little candle and look into each other's faces in the firelight 
and say, yeah, this is what it's all about. And then we'll ponder the paradox of that one who breathed thousands of galaxies into existence and was then pushed into this world just like all the rest of us through the pain and the labor and the sweat and the blood and the crying and the tears of joy and the relief. The master of the universe who dotted the skies with swirling bits of burning gas will come to us in humility as a needy baby, hungry and cold and lungs burning with oxygen. Tender skin that feels scratchy and every bit of straw will poke him. And he'll feel the warmth of his teenage mother. And neither one of them will know what's going on. All of us then brings us to why. Why would God do this? Why would God come to be among us and be one of us? Emmanuel, God with us. Why would he do that? And there's only one word. And you know it and I know it. Love. Because God is love. It's only love. And we don't understand it, and it doesn't make any sense. And I still always trust this parable from Soren Kierkegaard back in the 1830s in his famous little parable called The King and the Maiden. And here's the way it goes. Suppose there was a king who loved a humble maiden. The king was like no other king. Every statesman trembled before the king's power, and no one dared breathe a word against him, for he had the strength to crush all of his opponents. And yet, this mighty king was melted by love for a humble maiden. How could he declare his love for her if he brought her into the palace and crowned her head with jewels and clothed her body in royal robes? She would surely not resist. No one dared resist this king. But would she love him? She would say she loved him, of course, but would she truly? Or would she live with him in fear, nursing a private grief for the life that she left behind and couldn't have now? Would she be happy at his side, this great king's side? How could he ever know? If he rode to her in her forest cottage in a royal carriage with an armed escort, waving bright banners, that too would overwhelm her. He did not want a cringing subject for his love. He wanted a lover and an equal. He wanted her to forget that he was a great king and she a humble maiden and to let their shared love cross the gulf between them. So the king did the inconceivable. He renounced his throne. The king gave up his riches, his title, and his power, and he walked out of the palace a common peasant. And he pursued the maiden to win her over. And of course, of course, he did not know if she would fall in love with him the way he was in love with her. But this was the only way he could ever know for sure. So everyone tonight, this afternoon, this Christmas Eve, we huddle together like so many little simple people 2,000 years ago. 
in our humble, quiet, silent night, and we huddle around little candle flames without media coverage and without celebrities. We gather together along with millions and millions and millions of other little bands of world-changing Christians who quietly go about their business of serving. And we announce our hope, and we say the light has come. And that's why we light candles. Ushers, if you'd like to come forward. And so with the dawn of redeeming grace, we are free from fear. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, King, at thy birth. Ashley. So this light comes off the Christ candle, yes? And that's what your candle will be lit.